Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. And you're listening to Linda Pinizzato here at the station at the Hayes FM in Mississauga. And the show is called The Condo Expert. And why did I choose that name? Because <laughs> I like it. It's actually C-O-N-D-O-X-P-E-R-T. The reason is, is because, you know, we are so overwhelmed with technology nowadays. I mean, heck, we can get on the computer. We can Google anything under the sun. But I will tell you that there's all sorts of mixed answers out there when it comes to condominium issues. Even when you type in condominium under Wikipedia, the description sounds completely over the top. In everyday language, unfortunately, number one, people can't read a condo act because it's not in everyday language. It's in legal mumble jumble, which of course is wonderful for the lawyers out there. Well, in particular, the condo lawyers who would like nothing better for it to stay and remain the same. But we have a fabulous country of multiculturalism with a huge amount of different languages. And although my name is Linda Pinizzato, my background is actually German, not Italian. I'm not Italian. It's uh, just my maiden name was Metz. And the multiculturalism in the neighborhood, in the province, is fantastic. It's great. But the only part is, is, and certainly with newcomers to our wonderful province and our wonderful country, There is a language barrier, and we do need to accept it and embrace it and try and work together. And how can we possibly do that if me, as a true Canadian born in downtown Toronto a few years back, (laughs) need a law degree to read the Condo Act? I'm privileged. I really am. I've been a realtor for 33 years since 1979. I've read thousands of contracts. I've been in thousands and thousands and thousands of condominiums. I understand it. I know it. It's a no-brainer. There's nothing out there that I don't know about condominiums. And no, I don't have a law degree. I have real-life experiences. And sometimes you have to think, okay, which one tops the list? The interesting part is, is that the Condo Act has to be made available in different languages. And it has to be made written in everyday language. And it also needs to be standardized so that the majority of it, of condo declarations, are standardized. So that means that no matter which building you live in, you will always have pretty much the same outline of that condo document. So it's not a case where you have to re-educate yourself on the documentations from this building and that building and this building. You know, in today's society, we are so busy. Last week, I spent four days at Parliament Hill in Ottawa as the government relations chair for the Mississauga Real Estate Board. And we were dealing with issues that are being promoted and endorsed by the Canadian Real Estate Association. And Our objective and our mission for that whole four-day conference was to meet with members of parliament and provide positive suggestions to our MPs for the home buyer's plans, for instance. Everything that we step forward is to help the consumer. Sometimes the consumers don't realize how much energy is being taken by the Ontario Real Estate Association, the Canadian Real Estate Association, 
And certainly all the elected government relations chairs of the different real estate associations in the different cities across the province. There's a lot going on. When the home, the RSP actually got increased, Registered Retirement Savings Plan for the Home Buyers Plan portion, when it was increased from $20,000 to $25,000, that was the Canadian Real Estate Association banging down the doors, conversation, good conversation, not about arguments, not about trying to, you know, nail everybody to the wall, good, respectful communication and understanding the knowledge and the experience because it's the realtors that are in the industry and we know what people need. And I know what condominium owners need and they needed the condo owners association and they've got it. Good things don't come easy. Hard work. Hard work brings things to the table for you. If there's one thing that we understand as Canadians is, is that the sky's the limit with opportunity. But unless you've won a lottery, it does not drop on your doorstep. It does not drop on your doorstep. You can make things happen and you can take control of things and make them happen. And you don't need to live in a community where You've got five board of directors who are out of control because I will tell you, yesterday I had a wonderful conversation with a lovely lady and she asked for a bike rack. She asked for a bike rack. That's it. Simple. Rejected. Rejected. What on earth is this board thinking when they can't as much as consider putting a bike rack out when we're now in May and it would be a perfect opportunity and it would be wonderful for a condominium owner's lifestyle if they so choose that they want bikes. They don't allow the bikes to be stored upstairs in their balconies. They may not have enough bike space in their undergrounds and so on. So people step forward and they say that they would like to see a bike rack. If you have the space on the property at the exterior of the building, what is the problem? I know what the problem is. The problem is when you have a board of directors that is unreasonable, I consider that unreasonable. We've had complaints about people that have asked for barbecues on the rooftop and it's been rejected. That is unreasonable. There's nothing wrong with that. Service the needs of the community. When you ask the board of directors to do something very minor, maybe put a Christmas tree in the lobby at Christmas time. I know we're not thinking Christmas, it's in May, but that's just a minor request. Maybe a minor request would be to put a planter out. What I'm saying is, is when condominiums have a million dollar budget and you got a board of directors that can't respect $1 per unit owner to as much as consider putting a bike rack on the exterior, then I think that anybody that lives in those kind of condominium buildings, honestly, stop for a moment, pick up your annual general meeting packages Take a look at your budgets. Take a look at your paperwork. Okay, I will guarantee you that board is out of control. And chances are there could be all sorts of things going on that you didn't know about because it's unrealistic for them to reject something so minor. So when boards reject minor things, warning signals should go off because I will tell you that I can't see how many complaints that we've got on a minor level And within no time at all, two months, three months later, next thing you know, we're getting the same person sending in another complaint. And now we're talking about a major level. And why? Because that person on the first complaint got sick and tired of sitting back. So they decided to do a little more research. 
because he didn't like what's going on. So when they started to do more research, lo and behold, they found out that the contract for landscaping was given to the cousin of the president of the board. They also found out that there was no tender taken. So there was no other quotes. It was his price, his contract, his job. Done. Subject closed. So how many more times has that happened? You know, this past weekend, oh, what a busy weekend. Oh man. Well, the weather was so beautiful. What was I doing? I was actually sitting at home on the computer, putting together four PowerPoint presentations to present to the Minister of Consumer Services. And one presentation in particular, it outlined the concept of a reserve fund bond. And on one of the future shows, I will get into the concept and explain it and and show what a valuable asset that would be for our provincial government. The monies that would be at their doorstep would be amazing if they only opened up their mind to take a look at it. But the good news is, as I made the comment to Minister Souza, and he is, he has taken time to review it. So that's great. That's a start. I have the deepest respect for Minister, our Minister of Finance. Minister Souza has stepped into, which is not an easy situation. Make no mistake about it. He has a tremendous background of financial experience, and hopefully it will help us. But where I was going is, so this past weekend, here I am, I'm sitting down, I'm doing all these PowerPoints. I mean, one's like a 45-page PowerPoint, and they're intricate. They're very intricate. They include all the information. What they included was, I chose a condominium building with my real estate background. Here's what I did. I took a condominium building in every one of the communities in relation to the real estate board directory. So in other words, if we're looking at West, we had West 1, West 2, West 3, West 4. What that means is, is from the border of Dufferin going westbound, I chose one building in every one of those corridors. And I decided to find out what the value of the unit was in 2002, what the maintenance fee was in 2002, and how much the taxes were in 2002. And then what I did was I took that information and I compared it to the same building in 2012, same unit, how much was their taxes now, and how much are their maintenance fee now. And of course, the values, the difference between the two values. I'm shocked at what I found. And this is not the first time. We actually did a a more, not quite as comprehensive of a report last year when we presented it to Minister Best. This year, we've presented it again, but it's a lot more comprehensive. And we've expanded the areas. But what we have found out is the values have either stayed the same, slightly tipped downwards, the maintenance fees have gone up, and the tax dollars are either equivalent to 2002 or they have gone down. I'm going to get more into that whole research information in a few moments. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato here at the Hayes FM of the Condo Expert. 